Hello and welcome to Incoming. Your host is Margie Avery. I help you sort through the crap that comes at you every day and use my experience to help you be the person you always wanted to be. Hello and thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Margie Avery. Today's topic is going to start with, let's call it our mission statement. I'm going to make the rest of my life the best of my life. It's a simple one, but really think about it. This can be true for anybody at any age. Again, I've mentioned this before, but I look around and it seems like unhappiness is growing. So many people, even people that we view as very successful, who have all of the trappings that we think you need in life to be happy, entertainers and CEOs that have come forward and bravely spoken about battles with depression, anxiety, and sadly, many who have ended their lives because they saw no way out, probably thinking the same thing that I just said. Here I am, I have all this money, which gives me the ability to do pretty much anything I want. I can provide anything for my family, and yet I'm still not happy. What is wrong with me? Well, this is my overriding theme, but it goes back to the statement, I'm going to make the rest of my life the best of my life. What I'm saying is if you're feeling down, if you're feeling blue, and again, I'm not a therapist, I'm not trained in any kind of counseling, but I have lived life and I have had ups and downs in the same roller coaster ride that most of us have been on. And I know what it feels like to be hurt, to be lonely, to be dissatisfied with your life. And for me, I would hit a wall and just hit the brakes and say, no, I'm going to change whatever I have to change to make me happy. I don't have to keep feeling this way. Maybe I do for a little while until my plan comes to fruition, but I do not have to spend the rest of my life feeling unhappy, and I won't. So at any point in your life, you can stop, hit the brakes, and you can change it. And yes, there will probably be roadblocks in your way, but you can clear them. So the first thing I'll tell you, my ethos, I I believe life is change. Everything in life is in a constant state of evolution. If you look at nature, if you look at humans, and I think the best way to be happy is to embrace that. Now, I'm not a person that would have ever been happy doing the same thing from the beginning of my life to the end. I've never been afraid of trying something that interests me. I learned woodworking because I had a curiosity about it and I wanted to know how to make furniture and and do home repairs and things myself. And I didn't have the money to pay somebody to do all these things and, and I didn't have a group of friends that were willing to just do these things for me. So I learned woodworking. I renovated my my first house that I bought, top to bottom, and we'll talk about that some other time. I built a garage from the ground up with just a friend helping. Uh, I learned leatherworking, and I, I make beautiful bags and wallets, and 
I don't do this. I mean, I have sold them, but I do this for myself and for friends. Uh, sewing. I always wanted to learn how to sew. And I'm not going to be anybody's seamstress anytime soon, but I learned how to sew and I've I've made a few things. Uh, I had a, an inkling. I, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a romance novel. So I wrote a romance novel. And I didn't, you know, I didn't make a million dollars on it, but I wanted to do it and I did it. And I could go on, but that's for a few more shows. But if you don't learn to roll with the changes, you will be forever stressed. I will share with you, I had a grandfather that lived to be 111 and a half years old. You heard me correct, 111 and a half years old. And one of the things that I remember him saying often was that stress would kill you. And science has proven he's right. But he said that you change what you can and you let go of what you can't because what's going to happen is going to happen. Why stress about it if you have no control? Your time would be better spent getting prepared for what's coming. Now, he stressed that if you could change it, you needed to get up off your butt and change it. No matter how much hard work that meant, change it. But if there's nothing you can do about it, you have to let it go because it will just stress you to an unhealthy degree. And again, your energy and your resources would be better spent preparing for it. If you have an inkling that you may be losing your job for any number of reasons, there's not much you can do about that in all likelihood. If, if something has come to you that has given you this information, you're probably not going to change their minds. You can't change that. And staying up, wringing your hands, sleepless nights, worrying about that isn't going to get you anywhere. You would be better off polishing up a resume, passing it out, looking for a new source of income, doing what you can do. And I have always heard that in the back of my head and applied it to my life. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's just a fact. And once you accept that, and go on, you'll be much happier. And the other important thing is not to be afraid of change. In life, we should be constantly growing and examining our thoughts. This brings about change. New information comes our way every day. New thoughts and ideas come our way every day. If you sit there in a shoebox, and you just follow your pattern, and you never think outside of that box, and you never consider, or you're never inspired by anything, in my opinion, that's going to be a pretty unfulfilling life. Again, change is how we grow and how we experience life. It's not, it doesn't have to be a frightening, terrible thing. And you can change your life at any point. You know, if you're, if you're 25 years old and you've been checking the boxes and living your life the way that your parents or society has told you, you should, okay, you've spent your entire life doing this, maybe being studious in school and going to a certain college and et cetera. 
But you don't have to keep doing that. You can stop. You can hit the brakes anytime you want. And people who care about you will be 100% behind that. Now, maybe initially they'll be a little frightened until they see that you actually have a plan. You know, that was something that my dad always, I would say, did to me, did to everyone. He didn't give many opinions or thoughts. And if you came to him with an idea, he would listen patiently without interrupting you or overreacting or throwing in thoughts. But his final statement would always be, what's your plan? Because he felt like the old cliche that a thought or an idea without a plan is just a dream. And dreams don't lead to a lot of happiness by themselves. Dreams that you make a plan to achieve, that leads to happiness. So even though your life has seemingly been dictated to you, for 25 years or 30 years, it doesn't have to continue to be. Decide what it is you're unhappy with is, I think, the beginning. You can't always know what you want to be happy, especially when you've never known anything else. But it, it sounds different than how most, I don't know, life coaches tell you to do things. But I feel like the beginning is make a list of what it is you're unhappy with. What are you unhappy with on your job? What are you unhappy with in your relationship if you're in one? What are you unhappy with about not having one? And be real specific. Really sort through your mind and be very specific with these things. This is only for you. You're not submitting it to anybody for approval. And really focus on that list and think about it and hone in. Because what that's going to give you is what you want instead, which becomes the what do I want out of life list. I've done it a number of times. It works. It's frustrating. When you're going through it and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems very unfulfilling. You'll just have to trust me on this. It works. And some form of that process is what almost any person who's been successful in their life has done. So start there. If you're older, don't look at your life and think, well, I'm already 50 or 60 and what am I going to change? You're still breathing. You're still walking around this planet. And as long as you are, whether it's for another day or 10 years or 20 years, whatever it may be, I, again, I had a grandfather that lived to be 111 and a half. You know, when he was 70, he still had 40 more years to go. He didn't know that, but he did. None of us knows how long we have. You can't have that kind of fatalist mentality. I mean, young people die. How does someone 19 know that they have 50 more years? You don't. What you do have guaranteed is right here, right now, today. So take a look at your life and, and, Make changes. Don't say, I'm, I'm too old to do this. I, I'll sh I, I finished my degree at 50 years old. Any number of reasons, life, whatever. It wasn't able to happen before then. I did it at 50. I had worked in food 
and Bev for 20 years owned several businesses, but I began a new career path at 48 years old. I actually, I went out and I sought out accounting jobs before I had a degree. And I didn't lie. I told them I was working on a degree. I had a bit of experience from doing my own accounting with the businesses that I started. But it was honestly, it was just enough to get my foot in the door. But I did it at 48 years old. I started this podcast at 56 years old. And many people would think, well, that's, that's for younger people. That's their technology and their thing. Why? We're all human. So I did that. And you can too. There's nothing stopping you. We live in the greatest country in the world. Again, I always say that, you know, we have our problems. Every country does. But we have more freedom here than, than any other place. You, you are rewarded for your work. Maybe not to the extent that you should be, but there are more opportunities in this country than any other country that I know of in the world. Go out, do it. I did my degree online because with my work that I had to do to pay my bills, I didn't have time to go to a classroom. So I found a, a decent college that had a decent reputation. I did the classes online. Yes, I had to take out loans. I did it as minimal as I could, but I did it. And that was, oh, I don't know, over 10 years ago. Oh, coming, I'm sorry, it was over 10 years ago that I decided I wanted to change my career path, but it's been about seven or eight years now and about 10 years that I have worked in accounting, and we will do other shows on that, but don't be afraid to try something. I've had, I don't even know, five or six businesses. None of them made me rich, but most businesses don't, but I did earn a living which is impressive enough. And it was scary giving up a paycheck. But I knew the paychecks would be there if I had to go back. There's been a couple of times in my life that economic upheavals were going on and there were literally no jobs, like back in 2007 and 8. And you do what you got to do then to pay the bills. But for the most part, there will still be jobs available. If it doesn't work out, you can always go get a paycheck again. And every venture doesn't have to be the next billion-dollar thing. Society throws these images at us of only those that have come up with the big thing, and they get us hyped up to do the same. That's fine if that's what you want, but really understand what that takes and if you're willing to do the work. Because all these wondrous stories that make it sound as if it just was by happenstance. It's not true. I have been out there. I know people who've done it from the ground up. I've, I've become acquainted with some extremely rich people, billionaires, billionaires, in fact. And I can tell you that the polished, much shortened version that you hear in their About Us section is not how it went in real life. In real life, they had to do a lot of hard elbowing because in all likelihood, they weren't the only one that had that idea. 
I mean, historically, look at the people that we call great innovators. Henry Ford. Well, he was far from the first person that had a car. He came with a business model that was unusual then. And he pulled a lot of things. He did a lot of not, I, you know, in today's world, some of them would not be allowed. But he did a lot of things. He did what he had to do to reach his goal. Thomas Edison. Oh, people talk about him all the time in history, how he essentially stole other people's ideas, took credit for things that weren't his. But who's in the history books? Not them. Thomas Edison is. Henry Ford is. And many, many, many others like them. And I'm not bad-mouthing those people. I actually admire them both. But what I'm saying to you is there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into what is seemingly these stories of overnight multimillionaires that they aren't telling you because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the hype. So I can tell you how to be successful at anything. I can tell you how to become a multimillionaire if you want to. That has to be the goal forsaking all else. If you're lucky enough, you might find a partner who's willing to tolerate you never being there while you're out attaining this goal. And I can tell you that you're going to have to play hardball because we are not that unique. As I continuously say, we are not that special. I have often said there is more talent and more ideas than there are spaces for them in life. So probably that wondrous idea you have, someone else out there has the same or similar idea and may even have that cart rolling down the road a little while. So you're going to have to play hardball to get to the top. You're not the only one that wants that multi-million dollar brass ring. But if that's what you want, you can do it. That's fine. Don't let anybody stand in your way. But on the other hand, if you want to sit on the side of a hill and paint landscapes, that's okay too. There are a lot of unhappy people out there living the life they think they are supposed to. And there's nothing wrong with it. They're good people. But why be unhappy? You have one life. It can be spent how you choose. You may have to make adjustments, but the goal is to do something you want to get up every day for and to, round, to surround yourself with your people. And your people are those that support your plan, your goal. And don't try to drag you down. Don't try to talk you out of it. You have a valid plan. You have a valid goal. It's not harmful to you. It's not harmful to anybody else. They support that and they don't judge you. I'm going to say it again. There are so many people that attain what we think of as the brass ring. Hollywood stars, singers, CEOs that have chosen to end their lives because they were so unhappy. And then you have some guy sitting on a rock in a desert and his life is pure bliss. Think about that for a minute. But for one minute, let me take you outside of the realm of those extreme cases. I'll tell you a story from within my own family. I have a family member. She's now 30 years old. She's a good girl. She did all the things you're supposed to do, and, that, and that's great. She 
did not come with a trust fund. She didn't come with a, a huge financial backing of some huge rich family. She was raised by a single mom and she did well in high school and she played extracurricular sports and succeeded at that. She got into Michigan State University and graduated and took a job, actually a few different jobs at different times in finance, banking and and finance. Oddly, that is not what her degree was in, but it's just where she landed. And she was very successful at that. But she found herself suffering from tremendous anxiety and stress. And she was not happy. Now, the other thing I'll tell you about this family member is she loves dogs. She loves animals, but she especially loves dogs. She is at peace with them, and dogs love her. I have seen strangers' dogs on the street pass her and turn around and look like they know her. And I, for years, told her, you know, why don't you do that for a living? Do something that that involves dogs and animals. It's what you really like. But at her age, with all of her friend group, being people who had just completed college and, you know, you'd work so hard for these goals in life, that seemed a losing proposition. And it wasn't about would it make money or could she make a living with it so much. It was more about what will people think of me? What will I think of me if I take a four-year degree from Michigan State University and all the work that I've done and the experience that I've built up and the successes that I've had in a field that people want to be in and toss it away and just, you know, what, go be a dog walker? And I, again, I, I don't like to give unsolicited advice, but whenever the opportunity presented itself, I would toss out that, that idea. Why? You're young enough. Try it. Maybe your mind just needs a break for a minute. You don't have to do it till the day you die. There's nothing stopping you from going back and doing what you're doing now. And finally, she, she did do this. And she started grassroots. Again, we're not talking about a wealthy family. We're, we're talking about just an everyday person. She didn't have some huge savings account, but boy, dog businesses are fairly inexpensive to start. So she started advertising locally that she was available to dog sit, to dog walk, things like that. Slowly she got into dog training. And this story is not about to end with she's a multimillionaire that, you know, started 100 franchises of something. It's not the point. The point is she started a business doing something that she loved and she enjoyed. And yes, there are some stresses. It's a business. There are things that come up. But she is 1,000 times happier than she was in the spot that you could so-called proudly tell your friends about when you're out together. And yes, she's had friends who have minimized her accomplishment and boiled it down to, so you're a dog walker. And what I say to her is, what do you care what you are? You're living a similar life that they are. You, You live in a good zip code. You have a good car. You have money in your pocket. And you know what? She's getting past that, but she built from the ground up a business that supports her, that has good future growth opportunities and ways that she can expand on that idea. 
by doing what she naturally loved. There's an old saying, do what you love and the money will come. I used to think that was the craziest statement because I really didn't understand what it meant. And now I'm at a point in life that I do understand it. If you start pursuing the things that you love, that you have passion about, it's, it's a definite leap of faith in life. But I promise you and can guarantee you that a way to monetize that, to pay your bills doing it, will present itself. If you are an even halfway ambitious person that understands paying bills and responsibilities in life, it will surface. You will find it. So I'm going to leave you with this thought today. Start figuring out what it is you don't want in your life. And that leads to what you do want. And make that affirmation to yourself. I'm going to make the rest of my life the best of my life. Thank you for joining me today. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next episode of Incoming.